Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another episode of I Quit My Job, where ordinary stories become extraordinary inspiration. And uh, today's episode, we have no other than Tika. First of all, Tika, thank you so much for blessing us and coming on here. Thank you for having me, Slowly. Uh-huh, you're more than welcome. And Tika, Tika is a lash expert as well as an artist. She's been doing this a while in the city of Toronto, and, uh, you know, she's been a pioneer in this game, and I'm sure you'll hear her story. So, Tika, as you know, this is all about I Quit My Job. Yes. Um, so why don't you kind of, like, give us a little update of where you are and currently who you are, and then we'll just take it from there. Okay, okay. I am Tika Nufil. I am a lash artist. I am located in Toronto. And currently, I run my business out of my home, and I have finally decided to take the leap and train. So um, with that, I've been working on a manual so I can share um, my craft with others who want to level up their lash game. Oh, nice, nice. Level up their lash game. So what does that mean in terms of, like, uh, do you have a specific... Um, style that you're going to put in this module, or well, are you training everybody from? N- no, this this is this is not um, training for um, the beginners. This is masterclass. This, this is right, exactly. This is more of an after lash masterclass. Um, just for you know those artists out there that are kind of stuck, that want to level up their lash game, that don't seem to be pumping out um, sets that are making their clients you know want more or return for mm. so you know every artist has um, their signature look everyone every artist has you know their technique I feel that I've um, mastered my technique in wispy lash sets and I am hoping to share that uh, with others and so that's currently what I am working on now okay so the master class is about your wispy look yes nice nice <laughs> nice nice so as you know, this is all about I quit my job and, uh, you know, that unconventional route. And it seems like you've been in this whole industry or beauty industry for, you know, a while. So um, why don't you explain, like, your I quit my job moments or how did you get into this career and how did you maintain? Get us all caught up. Okay, well, you know, in being in the beauty industry, it was only fitting. As a young girl, my mother always, you know, maintained herself, took care of herself, wore makeup, dressed well. Um, I don't even believe she's ever left the house, even on a bad day, not looking right. And I think from, you know, from then, what she instilled in us was the same. And I've always been attracted to that beauty industry. I learned makeup at an early age. My mom's makeup, even though she was like shades lighter than me, um, you know, did my brows, uh, did my lashes when I don't even think lashes were even thought of, right. and uh, started out getting into the nails by, you know, doing my friends with Sally Hansen products, and from there, you know, uh, just coming across a school and uh, being trained in nails, pedicures, waxing, um, that school then hired me to work at their Yorkdale location. And uh, from there, you know, I, I got a taste of the hustle. You know, I was working on a commission basis. And, you know, if I 
didn't work or if I wasn't booked, I wouldn't get paid. Um, so the rewards of being booked was like, wow, this is crazy. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit kind of started. And, you know, from the nails, pedicure, waxing, uh, went into, you know, lash training. And, you know, I was trained by my mentor, Jeanette Allenson. Shout out, Jeanette Sponsel on Yorkville. Wow. No longer, but, uh, you know, they were a very well-known uh, spawn salon at the time. Um, yeah, did my last training, um, and uh, I never looked back. Like, like, what really made you decide to say, hey, this is it? Uh, well, at the time, I, w I was very young, like mm -hmm. my late teens, actually, when I started working in Yorkdale. And, you know, from there, I did have, you know, other jobs, um, you know, from 19, 20, uh, 21, I was like bartending, actually at 21. Okay. Uh, so it was like bartending nights, working at the spa in the day, bartending full-time, working at the spa part-time, then sometimes working at the spa full-time, bartending part-time. But the bar, you know, it was good money at the time, uh, bartending in the nightclubs. And it was hard to kind of let it go. But it got Why to a certain that? Why is that? Because, you know, you're hustling, you're making good money at night, and, you, you know, you're thinking, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I can't, but then I am, like, going to the spa, I'm doing, you know, nails, but it's like it, it got to the point where it just wasn't meshing anymore. I was tired, going in late, wasn't really concentrating on my, you know, on my craft. Right. So your passion was the, the whole the beauty. Pa the passion was, I knew that would always be there. And, you know, when you're in your early 20s and you're bartending in the nightclubs, that's all you want to do. Right. It was just like, I thought I'd be like, well, retiring like at <laughs> 60 bartending. It was just, it was fun. The money was crazy, you know. And, um, you know, by the time I made the decision, I was like in my 30s bartending. And I'm like, this isn't serving me as much. But then what am I going to do? I have this industry that I love that I can fall back on. But as, as I was told, you know, there's no way I can thrive if I'm working till 4 a.m., right. drinking, all that stuff in the bars. So... I made the decision to hand in my notice, retired, bartending, and uh, you know it took a couple months, but things started to fall into place, and it worked out. Were you ever nervous at any point? Yes, I was. I, I a lot of times would, you know, if I wasn't happy, I would quit a job or I'd make a decision, not even knowing like, okay, I didn't have a plan. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Rent is due in a few days. I just made. I just made that leap, and that's why I just went kind of full on into it. But like I said, it was tight um, for the first, you know, couple months because all that bar money is gone, and now I'm like, you know, just, you know, starting out. I'm not busy all the time, you know, but luckily for me, I had that support system with my mentor, you know, and just being able to see clients and then be booked with clients without, I wouldn't say without putting myself out there. She put me out there. She believed in me. My work spoke for itself, but right. I was able to um, gain a little reputation and a little following with, with, with clients. And that's how I started to grow. So you're saying within that journey, the most important part was the fact that your mentor kept you in check. And it seemed like you 
you were very like I wouldn't say it's lucky, but the path that you took in terms of the companies you worked for. So you trained with somebody, you saw the ins and outs of how the business worked. I just think like you just got that real lived experience yes. to be able to kind of like really know what you want. You know, I have been really blessed with the support of, you know, not only mentors and people in the industry that saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Um, I got a taste of, you know, the high valued client and charging your worth. You know, going from Yorkdale to Yorkville. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, the whole Renfrew spa at the time. It was uh, Estee Lauder Spa, and they had hired me. Mm-hmm. And they hired me for a certain wage an hour, and um, I knew, like, I was being booked. Clients loved what I did. Right. Um, and I remember I literally, I think it was less than a year, and I went to the office and said, listen, I feel like I should be getting more. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was being paid hourly, but I did feel I just couldn't be going to work knowing that I'm doing all this stuff. And they sat me down and they asked what I, you know, what I thought was fair, and I did. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They gave it to you. They gave it to you. They gave it to me. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, from there, it's like you have to know your worth. You have to be able Mm -hmm. to know how to not only negotiate, but stand up for yourself when you know you can provide a certain this. And I used all those things to say, you know, this is what I can do. But, the, you know, the fact that they heard me out and that they did yeah. give it to me, it was, yeah. it was amazing. From there, that was the last um, hourly job I took in a spa. Um, from there, I was hired by Jeanette Spa and Salon, and I was working on an independent basis as wow. a, a, on commission but as a contractor. And from there you know, negotiated instead of getting, you know, paid bi-weekly, I had to be paid weekly, you know. And, you know, I, I like I said, when you believe in yourself, even though at the time I did believe in myself, there was, there was other things I had to, other areas where I still had to grow in. But for some reason, I always knew my worth. To me, it seems like you never really looked at, like, well, I got to lessen my, my skill sets or lessen my, my worth just because I need this to get right. by on the next. Yes. So what kind of gems can you drop for uh, those that are actually in that position where they're like taking less just to kind of survive, but they're so afraid to say no? You know, I always say protect your space and your and your, your peace. But also, too, you know, if you walk into something at a certain agreement, like starting a job and you start somewhere, which sometimes I, I've told people that who have asked me my opinion, and sometimes when you start somewhere and you realize, oh, my God, I'm overworking. My work is, is, is good. I need this and that. There's always a time where you can revisit that or renegotiate. Mm-hmm. You can always, you know, pull over the, ma- pull the manager aside, um, ask mm-hmm. for a meeting just to talk and just to say, you know, I understand, you know, my probation is coming up or, you know, I've been here for six months, you know, I'm hoping to talk to you about certain things because this is what's been on my mind. This is what I'm giving. This is what what I feel I'm worth. You know what? You know what can we do to? Where did that come from for you to do I, that? You know, I think <laughs> I think, I think it came naturally, and I've I've always been outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been confident. You know, even in some of my insecurities, I still am confident. And a lot of things is just how you approach situations, how you speak, and people know if you believe in yourself. You can you can have a script and a line, but people will know. You know, they, 
you can't hide it. And I feel, you know, that strength is seen. And I find, too, you want to be in a place where people respect you, that people want to see you do good. Because those are the companies that will allow you to come in and talk um, and, and, uh, and try to renegotiate or just kind of just, just have a checkup. And, wow. you know, ma- and like I said, maybe I've just been lucky or just, just blessed or in a position um, to have people just want to champion for me. You know, from Jeanette Spawn Salon, Robert Gage took me in, rest in peace. From there, I was seeing more high-value clients. You know, it's just, and, and like I said, it's also to the law of attraction. You know, right. my, okay. my, my prices as well, they, they don't attract someone who just wants to bump around to get the cheapest service or just like, you know, a fly-by-night client. Mm-hmm. My clients have been around for a long time. I've established right. relationships with, you know, I have taken a couple clients from Instagram after nice, lengthy letters. Of course, <laughs> you, you know, when people reach out to you in certain ways right, and loving course. your work, you want to open that up. And uh, so I have been blessed with attracting, you know, those clients. And and it's a relationship. I feed off of my clients just like they would feed off of me. If my energy is bad, you know, I'm going to, you know, you don't want to kick off with with clients in that sense. And, yes, I've had, you know, maybe disagreements with clients or, or they've, you know, maybe not been happy about something. But that's the thing about relationships. You have a respect. You speak it out. You... You discuss wow. it. There is that customer service aspect. You know, sometimes the customer is not always right, but it's how you communicate and how you try to, I guess, what is it, Conf- like, to to handle conflict. And right, I don't really right. even say I have conflict with my clients. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just like I said, it's it's the beginning of a relationship, and you have to nurture that relationship, whether it's a friendship or a business relationship, and that's why I feel. I've done as well that I do having a, a clientele on referral basis and, you know, that longevity with clients as well. What are the next steps for somebody who's looking at you right now saying, man, this young lady controlled her game. Like, I can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how would you now, like, on a realistic note? Right. It's still a work in progress. And... I would say the way I handle things now is very different from when I did even two years ago, um, even six months ago. A lot of times from experience, you learn. So even like, you know, whether it's implementing your um, policies or anything, everything in my policy has happened because it wasn't in the policy, and then something happened for me to say, let me put this in the policy. Okay. It's just, okay, it's, it's, okay, it's really okay. with experience. You okay. go, but you, you kind of set your tone for your business. You you make the rules because, you know, when people respect you or your clients respect you, they will, it's not hard to abide by someone's rules and respect someone who has, you know, rules. One thing I would say in terms of, like, policies, whatever, like, knowing your worth, yes. Um, and how do you know your worth? You I know mean, those are so cliche. You like, know what, it, put like it this way. It's <laughs> like, imagine, like, being in Scarborough doing nails for $55. Right. You're really good at it. Right. And then you, you get to a Yorkville spa and those nails are in $100. Right. And you see that our people are coming in and they're loving your work and they're paying for it. And you kind of know your worth. It's it's really your clients show you. Is that your worth too. or is that your price? Um it's my price. It's your price. I and I you know, I, I my pricing is is above a little bit the kind and of why standard. Is that? Why is your see? price above standard? Because I f- because I feel that 
because of the work that I do and what I create. Mm -hmm. It's just what I set for myself. And I always raise my prices, whether it be every six months to every year. Another gem would be, you know, sometimes just, you know, if you're going to raise your prices, what I would do is I would give my uh, existing clients notice. As of this date, this is what the price okay, will be. Okay, um, okay. But new clients, that price is implemented right away. Right away. Wow. Clients you should lose to make way for the clients you should attract. I really appreciate I you coming on. You want to drop some more? I hope so. Really? I no, I there's a lot of gems that you're dropping. But yeah, and so this is I Quit My Job podcast. And uh, we're so blessed to have Tika on, on this on this journey with us Thank and explaining you. her journey. Mm -hmm. This is an amazing podcast. I loved it. I loved it. I'm slowly plus one. And this would be Tika. Newfield. Tika Newfield. Thank you so much for showing up and gracing us with all the things that thank you have you. said. Um, thank you so much. And thank you for like really tuning in. Appreciate you. Peace.